Welcome back to Focus on WJR. This is Tony Michaels, and I'm filling in for the king himself, Paul W. Smith, who's away. And uh, they invited me back. So here I am, my second round. And our next guest, um, I have to tell you, when you think about great people in the city of Detroit, people who do great things, and I think one of the most consistent people I have ever met in my life, uh, Bill Emerson, the President and Chief Operating Officer of Rocket Companies. Bill, welcome to Focus. Thank you, sir. I, I don't, that's one of the nicest things I think anybody's ever said about me. Well, it's true, though. I appreciate that. I mean, think about, look, and first of all, Dan Gilbert, the, the rock of Detroit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the rock. And, and what you do and what you've done at the company, and, and you, just, you just exercise that every day of your life, how the company thinks, how they live. And that's really you and, and all the things you're involved in. Yeah, you know, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, our organization is a culture-driven company, as you know, um, and it really is about the human beings that work there um, and how do we help them be the best version of themselves, not only inside the four walls of, the, of our place, but when they go home and, and as there things that, that, that happen as a result of the philosophies we live that help them. Uh, and so um, I think as a leader, how you show up every single day is so, so important. You can have so many things going on in your life and your own mind, but when you hit that door, that's got to take a back seat. If you're going to be a servant leader, you have to be there for the people that make the organization go. And, and you know, Tony, a company is nothing but a group of people. Great strategy, great technology, all it's all great. But if you don't have a fired-up group of people that are aligned and ready to roll, then you can't get done what you need to get yeah, done. You know, so. and, and, and you know, Bill, I've always said it's also giving them the opportunity to grow. Yeah. It's your, our jobs as leaders and businesses and so on to, to give them a path yeah. to become better and bigger. And they have families yep. who want to send their kids to better colleges. And, and that is all part of it. It really is. And you live it every day. Yeah. You really well, do. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's, let's talk a little bit about interest rates. And then we're going to cut out to some other board and draft things. If no we one could. is What's going to happen? No one's interested What's happen in here? interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I've been reading so many articles. And yeah. they said an instant drop in interest rates soon isn't going to move the housing industry that fast because of the price of housing and sure. where it has gone. Yeah. Is it, can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, listen, how, how, interest rates and housing prices are not necessarily correlated as we've seen it housing prices are truly driven by inventory right and inventories um la in 2023 were record lows yeah. they've come back a little bit but they're still lower than normal right it's so having access to a house is the first step to a price do interest rates help someone make a decision about buying a home certainly lower interest rates make it a little bit easier but i have never met someone because buying a home is an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. I've never met someone who looked at the interest rate of the day and said, I'm not buying a house today because the interest rate is X. If they qualify for it, right? The lower the rate, the easier to qualify. Right. But if they qualify for it, mm -hmm. they're going to buy the home, mm -hmm. right? And so it's certainly higher interest rates have headwinds. They have bigger headwinds as it relates to in the mortgage space and what people do from a refinancing perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when it comes to buying a home, it's, it, it's such an emotional decision for people. It's so important there's so many different reasons why someone will do that. Interest rate is a secondary thought. Mm -hmm. How you're going to be taken care of, the service that you're going to get with who you work with, right. always important, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, when, when people talk about uh, what the Fed's going to do, and I've listened to the prognosticators and everybody was factoring in that rates are going to be start coming down in 24 and there's going to be rate cuts. And 
I've been doing this for too long, right? Data changes all the time, and we just saw the most recent reports come out with inflation ticking up a little bit, and you saw the market react to that. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I, 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 I think things are going to get better. There's no question. You know, it's cycled up, and it's going to cycle back. Well, it always does. It's, it's what happens. It's just a question of when. No, it's exactly I what it is. So let, let's touch on a couple other things. You sure. are so involved in so many boards and so many things, and thank you for sitting on the Prairie Company board. Happy to happy to do so. I mean, do, is there like does that wait? That group does like a couple of cool things, right? There's like a fireworks <laughs> thing. There's a yeah. Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah, there or, is. There is. Yeah, <laughs> but thank you for all your support from Rocket. It means the world to us. It's our pleasure. And and what people should really know is with the parade itself, what you do, what your company does, and your people to help us pull that off in that in that downtown area. Yeah, it's a it's a big big event there's a million people and your team is there for us every day asking us what else can we do what can we do how can we help and it matters bill it really does well uh, you know we're fortunate i mean um you know a lot of companies talk about being purpose driven and and you know city of detroit is near and dear to our heart right i mean we came down here in 2010 for for a reason uh, and our team members love to be able to do things in the community. Um, our Rocket Community Fund and Laura Graham and her crew do such a phenomenal job. I mean, you think about Dan and Jennifer and the ph- philanthropy uh, for the city of Detroit. I mean, I don't know anybody who's put a billion dollars into the city of Detroit in the last five years. It's incredible. 100% philanthropic. Incredible. Um, and so, you know, those things, are they matter. They're important to our team members. Uh, to be involved and to plug in. And, you know, I mean, listen, let's face it, the, the, the parade is a big deal. It's a big deal in Detroit. I know, you know, I, we were talking about this. Um, I had some friends in town uh, from Penn State for the uh, Lions game because mm-hmm. Penn State and Michigan State played the, the, the next yeah, day. Yeah, right, right. They were walking around the city, and they were blown away by the parade. They were blown away by the walkability of, of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I'm so fired up about so many things hundreds of thousands of people coming in for the for the draft and their ability to experience detroit as it is today compared to maybe what they think it is or thought it was right 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 so those all of those things are critically critically important to detroit to michigan and to um and to 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 folks that live in this area well you guys have been so instrumental in that draft situation and being a part of it you are one of the key people in Detroit Sports Commission, which thank you, I've been added to. Ah, congrats. I'm, I'm excited. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That'll be great fun. But uh, let's talk about the draft just a little bit sure. because there's going to be a lot happening in our city. It's going to be blown up to uh, America and the world, which is fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. We just talked about this, right? 300,000 people projected to be yeah, in and yeah. around the city, um, 50 million people watching the draft, getting a chance to take a look at what's going on in the city of Detroit. Um, you know, and, and the draft is, is actually, if you think about it economically, is as bigger, bigger than the Super Bowl. So this is a big deal to have this here. Uh, and we're working diligently. We want to make sure it's the best experience we can have for anybody that's going to be there. It is an urban core draft, right? And most of the time you see drafts. Nashville was the last time that they had one in the urban core. And, you know, Nashville is it's a crazy place. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like going yeah, to Nashville. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be very, very unique, very cool to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've talked to the folks at the NFL, and they're fired up about it. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we're 70 days out. We still have a little bit of work to do. So we can't take our, our, our foot off the gas yet. But I'm, I'm excited about what it's going to be. And think about the cities that are close by. You've got Pittsburgh. Probably one of the furthest, Chicago, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Our sister I, our sister uh, uh, city, Cleveland. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we spent a little right time here. there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
the people are going to pour into Detroit for this. And it, it's interesting this year because there's so many quarterbacks. And that really kind of peaks kind of peaks everything up just a little bit more. You know, where are these guys going to go and how is this going to work? And uh, to be here in the streets of Detroit and our great restaurants yep. and bars and hotels, being able to put on their best, yeah. that is as good as it gets. Well, not only put on their best, but to be able to benefit from that. Yeah. Right? I mean, cause, yeah. again, because it's in the core, right? So, I mean, our one of our biggest focuses is how do we make sure that it's the small businesses in and around downtown get to benefit from this mm-hmm. um and, and how do we make sure that as many detroiters can make it to the draft and be because you know only so many people are going to be in the quote-unquote right. perimeter right. but if you're even downtown the ability to experience that where is there a screen close by can you be in the feel and the vibe and see what's going on without actually being inside of that perimeter and I, you know, we're still working on that hard, and, and we're, we're excited about what that will be able to, to be. And honestly, personally, I'm happy to see it. Gillies, uh, the, uh, the bar that's um, been named, at, you know, it's, it's Nick Gilbert's deal. Yeah. Um, that's going to be open in time for the draft, and there, there's going to be a draft event there, and that's going to be very exciting for our family of companies. So um, just a lot, of, a lot of positive momentum. And, again, this is, this is step one, right? This, yeah, there's yeah. this. We're talking Final Fours. We're talking other, bringing other things to the city. Um, we, got, we have to get this one right. I saw a study the other day, and they predicted the next seven Super Bowls, following the ones that are booked, New Orleans is next and so on. They predicted Detroit for 2028. It, was, it popped up on my computer, and it was put out through uh, NBC, I believe. And they predicted the next seven Super Bowls, and they had Detroit in 28. Now, I'm not starting how, how, uh, Well, hang on. How, how accurate are the predictions? Do you go back and let like, you do any, any I, I didn't go back. Because, you did. know, unless I know. I people know. can predict whatever they want, right? But, but it was interesting in the article because they talked about the city. Yeah. And, and how it's come along and how, how it's improved and mm-hmm. so on. And, and I think it was, it was factual. I don't know if 28 is yeah. factual. Listen, I, but, I, there should be another one here. There's no yeah, two ways yeah, about it. Right. I mean, it's a great facility for mm-hmm, the field. It's mm-hmm. the right place to have it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I would uh, I would lean in hard on that all day long, yeah, twice yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I hope you're right. I'll tell you a little unknown thing. Uh, way back, 2005 or six Super Bowl. Um, 2006. Yeah. I was back in the Elias Brothers in my restaurant days, okay. and got a call from Roger Penske and the group, and he said, "We're going to build these tents throughout downtown." And remember, they went through all the streets. Sure. And he said, "I'd like you to figure out how to do the food and the beverage throughout all the tents," and we pulled it off. We had everybody in khakis, perfect Roger Penske look. <laughs> the khakis, the fleece, you know, the logos and everyone, and it worked out wonderfully. It really, really yeah. did. So it the was ca- fun The, back the captain has been a great uh, oh, a great man. partner for the city for so many years. Amazing. Such a great human being. Amazing, just amazing. And, and this is Daytona week. Yeah. And, jeez, uh, last year, what a year for him. Yeah. You know, and uh, hopefully he wins it this week. So let's talk about another board that you're on I thought was really interesting. Okay. And it has to do with the NFL Foundation. Yeah, so the National Football Foundation is a board that uh, it's, it's actually one that I'm coming off. Um, okay. there's, I can only be on so many. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was an interesting uh, situation. We were actually uh, in a, talking some business with uh, Fidelity, and uh, the head of Fidelity at that time, Kathleen Murphy, was on um, the board, and she asked me if I would join. Uh, because, you know, they were just looking for people that, that had football experience. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll never forget it. The first uh, first meeting I ever went to, it's in Dallas, and, and it's actually at the airport. And mm-hmm. I walk in, and who's the first person I sit next to at dinner? Archie Griffin. 
Really? Two-time oh. Heisman Trophy wow. winner, Archie Griffin. Now, I know we're in Michigan, and I know it's no. Ohio State, but it's, it's Archie great. Griffin. I mean, it's you know, legendary. and I'm just sitting there going, should I really be at this meeting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a walkout from Penn State. I mean, you know, I'm sitting next to a two-time Heisman Trophy winner. But, yeah, that was a, that was a fun thing for me to be involved in. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and meetings started to shift a little bit, and, and I got busy doing other things. And then the, la- the last year of my life has been nuts. So, uh-huh. Sure, um, sure. It's just it's time for me. I've got to pick and choose where I can spend time, so I'm actually going to come off of that. Right, right, right. Okay. But, but it was fun. I just I just thought it was really yeah. interesting. You it know, was fun. I mean, did, did you get to spend time with Goodell, with Roger? And, you know, uh, well, Roger's on yeah, yeah. He's, he's on the board, but he typically he's busy. Yeah. he doesn't he doesn't typically attend meetings. Um, we did have a meeting with Roger um, here recently before mm-hmm. the draft, and. Yeah. and Let's just say I think he's excited about what's going what's yeah, to happen. That is here. great. Bill Emerson, uh, it's so great to have you on Focus, honestly. You're a rock in our city, and Dan Gilbert and your whole team at Rocket. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate it. Thanks for filling in for Paul W. I hope Paul he's enjoying Dub. himself wherever he is. Paul Dub, yes, thank you. You're listening to Focus on WJR.